0: hey what's up everybody welcome to trust and believe i'm your host sean t and today we are talking about how to say goodbye especially if you're a traveling parent or even if you travel a lot and you're in a relationship with no kids i think that connections can sometimes be lost in relationships especially when you don't understand it from the kid's point of view or understand it from your spouse's point of view also just going to discuss some of the sadness that happens and the guilt that happens when you have a family and you have to travel, but I also will have some tips for you to make the situation just a little bit better. Get ready to trust and believe.
1: Somebody say, oh
0: yeah. No, no, no. What's up? you better than Oprah. Come on, you This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and
1: still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally for most people, are the easy button, right?
0: All right. So one of the things I've been struggling with lately is my family and leaving my kids. So what a lot of people don't know or what you do know is that pre-pandemic, I was traveling a lot. The kids were young. And even though Scott works, I think it's funny. A lot of people think that Scott doesn't work, but Scott works full time. But even though Scott works, he didn't travel as much as me because that was our agreement Once we decided to have children, one of us would have to stay home as much as possible. And pre-pandemic, I was traveling a lot. And even then, being away from my kids was always tough. I think that, if I can be very honest, that was enjoyable about it It was just the fact that I could sleep. (laughs) By the way, I'm having coffee, so you're having coffee talking to me right now. You know, I would always miss my kids I would always be like oh my gosh this is horrible um and then there was some guilt there about building a quality relationship with them and a quality connection and they were so young that they didn't understand what work was right they just noticed that papa would go and dad would stay and it would always bother me but I knew that I was going to obviously have a career and to enjoy what I do in my life, to make money for our family. Obviously, all of us are out there working because we want to be able to support our families and have a good quality of life. But it was always a struggle for me. But having a spouse that was just really open to me traveling and continuing to do what I do. Scott and I had a really interesting conversation the other day about I actually thanked him for letting me be me because I think a lot of relationships fall to the wayside, if you will, because families or couples don't allow each other to really explore that life. If someone in the relationship has to leave, it can sometimes be looked at as, you know, You're not spending enough time with your family or whatever the case may be. And then the parent that's actually traveling for work could have the guilt and obviously the double guilt, the guilt of leaving the child or children and the guilt of leaving the spouse in a relationship. So for those of you who don't even have kids who may travel or your spouse may travel, I think it's just important to be able to have these conversations with your spouse, especially if you're on the road a lot, because... Without talking about it, you can create a really aggressive (laughs) and huge divide in your relationship. And when I say aggressive, I mean, it could be a fast decline because you're not able to talk about the emotions that's happening because one person's leaving or what it is that they need before you leave. But then the pandemic hit and it was interesting. I remember celebrating being home and being able to put my kids to bed for two months straight because it's something that had never happened before. You know, all of us were in the house. I subconsciously was building a relationship with my kids from their eyes that I didn't even know was happening. I know for me, I was spending a lot of time with them, and it was rough, to be quite honest, because we were running our business, pivoting our business, while also splitting the day at home being able to raise the kids and take care of the kids, I should say, because they were just so young. They were in their twos. By the way, people say that terrible twos, I think it's terrible threes. I just want to put that out there really quick. I think what it did in my, from my perspective is obviously taught me a lot more about parenthood at that age. And In a way, put me on a schedule. And then also what it did was it made Scott and me really communicate in a much better way. Time together, how to get time alone. We, even though we'd spend all day together and taking care of the kids, it was really important for us to have time at night together, even if it was watching a Netflix show or something just to really reconnect because it was pretty much hell on earth, if you will. So what I didn't realize was happening was their connection to me in that time where I was home every single day. And believe it or not, one of my babysitters or nannies, Mackenzie, actually said to me, they get really, really sad when I leave for work. I mean terribly sad. Sander would sit at the top of the the steps and cry and I was just like, this is horrible. And there'd be days where Silas would walk me to the door and I would walk away from the house and he would stand in the window and I would read his lips and he would say, I miss you, Papa. But he would be talking to himself but like looking through the window and it was, it is. I'm not going to say was. It just is this incredibly horrible feeling because I didn't know how to say goodbye effectively. And I know people are saying, don't say goodbye, say you'll be back. Well, of course I say I'm going to be back. But just in the term of how to say goodbye effectively where they, number one, feel the security that you're going to come back. And in addition to that is that they feel like you really love them before you walk out the door. I now understand that these kids have a process of their own way of not letting go in a negative way, but sending you on their way. Just as a little throwback, I was the worst. I don't even think I went to preschool. I think that I went to preschool like one or two days and I literally lost my mind to the point where I didn't go to preschool and my mom just took me to my grandmother's house because I was just like, there's absolutely no way I'm going back to that place again. And I remember the second day of dropping me off at preschool and I was like, nope, I don't care what happens. I will not be going in here. I just kind of started doing some research about it to really help me through the process of um, letting, not letting go, but going to work and feeling secure. And even though the sadness and the emotional sadness is going to be there because you're leaving your kids and you see that they're very unhappy. For me, it was just really important to be able to find a process that helped me move on my way so that I could be effective and not be sad. And to really help them know that Papa is thinking about you. Papa, you know, is coming home. And trying to think of some things to do that I could reassure that in their brains. I just wanted to say, while I am talking about my kids, I think some of these things right here, maybe not to the elementary extreme, but if you are in a relationship and you have some struggles in your relationship because one person travels or... Even if someone doesn't travel and you are disconnected or you're not connected in a way that you think that you could be, I think that some of the things that I'm about to share with you from this article that I read, you could utilize in a relationship, you know, where there are no kids. Because um, I just want you to be able, if you're listening to this and you have no kids, to be able to, you know, process this and utilize some of these tools in the same way that I'm utilizing them for my children. So get ready to take some notes because I think this is some really cool and interesting stuff.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi.
0: I got this uh, article off of parents.com, which is actually really funny because I don't know if all of you or any of you know, but Scott and I were actually on the cover of parents magazine back in, I believe 2018, So, this article I got off of parents.com, and I'm so excited. It was written by uh, Tamiki Reese. And the title of the article is When a Parent Has to Travel for Work. And it just starts out by saying something that is so. True to me, which is business trips can present extra challenges to family life, but you can manage both successfully. And I was so excited. It also says, when you have children traveling for work, what many consider a perk feels more like a downside. The time to share the news of your upcoming trip depends on your child's age and temperament. Toddlers and preschoolers don't understand the concept of time. And some elementary age kids may still have trouble differentiating five days from one week. So it's best to give them only a couple of days notice. And that was said by Stephanie Mihalis. Stephanie is a licensed psychologist. Young children tend to get overly anxious about parents leaving, so shorter time frames, reducing the length of the time they worry, is most important. Uh, but older kids are more independent, so you can let them know at least three to four days ahead of time. So interesting, after I read this article. It was two days. Even though our kids only three and a half years old, I was also like, they're smart enough to understand the concept of time a little bit. And it also gave me time to spend time with them. And it was really interesting because before I left, I was sitting on a couch and I asked my kids, I was like, hey, guys, what do you want to do today with Papa? And they couldn't answer And usually they'll say, we want to go to Uptown Jungle or we want to go to the Ride Mall or we want to go wherever. And they couldn't answer. And I was like, do you guys just want to sit here with Papa? Are you just happy that Papa's here? And they both just looked at me and they said, we're just happy that Papa's here. And I literally almost lost my marbles because it's so true. Just being in the room and having that quality time with them is so important to them and it made me think less about my own worries and more about what's important to them and I put up a post a while ago about having a magnet child and Sander is that magnet child he wants to be in my lap but the other interesting thing is when it comes to quality time is when they go to bed at night Silas Holds my arm until I finish reading the last book. And I think he's asleep. I'm literally listening to him breathe heavy. And not until I finish that very last book. He then lifts his head. He has, he says, give me a kiss. Now give me a kiss on the other cheek. And I can leave the room or we can leave the room. And he's completely fine. So it's just that quality time. And they love in different ways. The second thing that the article says from parents.com, com says, give the details, tell your child when you're leaving, where you're going, what you'll be doing, how he can contact you and when you'll return. I also try this and it's really cool because for those parents out there who know when you put your child on a schedule, especially super early, they start to understand processing and, you know... Things that happen in consecutive order. So I tested them before I left. And Sandra specifically is extremely detailed when it comes to things like that. He says, you're going to Los Angeles. You're going to New York. You're going to Austin. You're going back to New York. And then you're coming back home. He literally gave me my schedule. So it was really cool. The fact that I was able to give them details on where we're going um, it's it just made for a really fun time. One of the things that this article says to do is put on a calendar when you'll be coming back and have them cross out the days until you return and helps them understand time, like how much time you'll be gone. And they see that the time is getting closer to you coming back. Now, if you're in an adult relationship, obviously you don't need to do that. But I think it's really important to spend time with your spouse before you leave, you know, putting down the phone, having a little date night, something that makes them feel important before you go. The next thing is as to stick to routines, uh, keep things on the home front as close to normal as possible. Having a parent away on business is already difficult, so it's best not to make any additional changes that will disrupt the kids' lives, Rochelle. Harris, a pediatric clinical psychologist at the Children's Mercy Hospitals and Clinics in Kansas City, says that if your child is staying with a babysitter or a family member, leave detailed instructions on bedtime. So our kids know that already. So they're not going to anyone else's house to sleep or they know their routine. So that's cool. Nothing changes there. And then it says leave a reminder, something for them, like a shirt or some sort of belonging or a photo. And so I was just like, I don't know if they necessarily need that because they actually get up from their naps and they go lay in our bed and they do all these really fun things. But one of the things that our kids love to do when I get to a hotel or an Airbnb, they love to for me to take a video. So they're like, what hotel room are you in? And I'll send them pictures and I'll show them around the entire hotel room. And. For me or for them, I believe it helps them stay connected because they can visualize where I'm at. And then they always ask, you know, when are you coming back? Or they say, I miss you, but they know that I'm thinking about them. So maybe I don't have a shirt that I give them, but we do have a way of constantly connecting. So I'm just going to skip right here. It says one of the things that's really tough is the goodbyes. So prevent tough goodbyes. One of the things that I tried to do this past time when I left was keep the goodbye super simple. But a lot of you saw that video of Silas in the door and he was really stalling the goodbye because right before that, he said, Papa, I get really sad when you go to work. So this is sneaking away. Uh, Prolonging the departure, acting anxious or displaying guilt can make goodbyes even more challenging to make parting easier. Dr. Mihalis says, give your child a hug and a kiss and say, I love you. I can't wait to see you when I come back, but I know you're going to have a good time and then leave. I think that's like the hardest thing, especially if they're at an age where They wanna ask questions and you're trying to walk out the door and you're like, oh my goodness, it's gonna be tough. But if you watch that video, I just was like, oh, that's great, I love you, buddy, I love you, all right. you know." And I just keep it very simple and not have my own little breakdown because I think that would make it really tough. The last thing that I thought helped me a lot in this article was about returning with love. Now if you're in an adult relationship I think these points Are extremely important too It says after a long week Of meetings you probably can't wait to get home To relax but when kids Haven't seen you for a while or your Spouse they want to share everything that's happened They want to see the souvenirs You bought and hear about your trip Being abrupt or saying You need alone time will make your Child or your spouse think he or she Isn't important After all this time that you've had away, it's really important that you spend the first 15 to 20 minutes with them just, you know, connecting. For me, I am in this space now where I want them to meet me at the airport and I have our nannies drop them off and I don't care. I just spend the rest of the day with them from the time that I arrive home because I want them to know I'm coming back to them. Now, in my relationship, Scott already knows, right? You know, we're married, so it's different. But even when I would travel before we had kids, if I was away, well, first of all, Scott was probably with me most of the time. But if we weren't, I would go home and I would tell him, like, I want to spend time with you. We actually, there would be times, and I'm not even sure (laughs) if his parents understood this, but there would be times where um, I would come home and this is actually when we actually had kids when they were young. And I would just be like, I don't want anybody else in the house. I love his parents, but I don't want anybody else in the house. I want to come home to my family. I want to come home to my kids. I want to come home to my husband because I am tired. And the only energy I want to give is to the people that, you know, need it. Because I know after 20, 30 minutes at that age, when they were super young infants, I needed a minute. And also, I wanted to take a minute because I wanted to be able to rest for a little bit and then tell Scott, like, go away because he was home with them most of the time. When you return home, if you can find a way to get some rest on the plane, if you're not driving, to just really find a way to spend super, super amounts of quality time with them to make them feel special and wanted. Thank you all so much for listening to the Diary of T and what I'm going through in my life, especially when it pertains to my kids, because I love them so much. And I just want you to know that you're not alone out there. If you travel a lot, travel away from your spouse or your kids, just know that the feelings that you have are so valid and so many other people share these feelings with you. And I hope you found uh, some good information from this podcast. I hope you continue to trust and believe in who you are and trust and believe that if you're even thinking about how to make this situation better with your family and saying goodbye, you are already just ahead of the game. And just you're a really great person because you have self-awareness and you have awareness for other people. I will see you next time on Trust and Believe.